0: Hello, welcome to Conversations with Student Affairs. I'm your host, Jen Tuff. I'm very excited to connect with our guest, Amber Redmond, today. Uh, We're going to be discussing that connection and affinity that we both feel for Penn State, and then how students engage post-graduation with alumni. And so, Amber, we always want our listeners to be able to get to know our guests. Could you take a moment and and introduce yourself?
1: Sure, I'm happy to be here i apologize if you hear a cat meowing um you can cut that out if you want to but she she has a habit of crying in my face but yeah i'm, I'm perfect happy timing, right right yeah um and she sounds like an infant too so people will be like did you have the baby <laughs> no. um but yeah i'm happy to be here my name's amber redmond i'm the director of alumni relations for penn state world campus and I've actually been in this role for um, about two years now. I started just prior to the pandemic in February of 2020. I've worked at Penn State though, it'll be nine years in August. So I started in um, central development and alumni relations and I was there for three years. And then I went to, um, I came to world campus and worked in the admission services and the financial aid office. And I was there for three years. Um, and then during my time in admissions, I began working with our alumni ambassador program so that's what really kind of exposed me to working with world campus alumni volunteers Um, and I kind of decided like I really liked that and it was uh, something that I really enjoyed um, and I wanted to do more of so when this position that I'm currently in opened up it felt like a really nice transition for me Um, and I was lucky to get that role so I've been here like I said for just a little bit over two years now um, I'm a Penn State alum myself twice over. I graduated in 2009 from the Smeal College of Business. I attended the University Park campus. Um, I minored in uh, labor studies and employment relations and I had a management ma- major. And then I got my master's degree through Penn State World Campus and I got that in 2018. I have a public, master of public administration um, through World Campus and Penn State Harrisburg. So very proud Penn State alum myself. So I feel like this fit, this role is pretty fitting for myself. I, I find that I tend to relate to a lot of the alums that I'm talking with, which kind of makes my job a little bit more fun, I think, because mm-hmm. we can kind of talk, you know, our affinity together and I feel that too, so.
0: Yes, yes, and, and I think about any time alums come onto campus, right? Like, getting some ice cream is always that go-to must-have thing, um, and so, Amber, as I mentioned, you know, our listeners have this opportunity to get to know our guests at the beginning of each episode and we do our, if you could segments. Um, so let's talk about ice cream since that (laughs) always is like a draw, you know, whether people are traveling, um, and taking it back home, getting it shipped, um, to their house, you know, ice cream is always that connect point. Uh, there's so many flavors. Um, it's creamery that are so good. You eat,
1: if you could eat any flavor every day what, what would that be cool so i have two favorite flavors and i don't know that i could pick between one of them because the flavor that is my favorite depends on my mood so if i'm in <laughs> the mood for something fruity i typically will go for peachy paterno okay. because it has those chunks of peaches in it and it's yep. just so good Um, but if I'm in the mood for something sweet, it's always death by chocolate because Mm. you can't beat that like the chunks of chocolate the like swear it's so good. I would never mix the two of them even if I (laughs) had that option. Um, peach (laughs) and chocolate together just not sound good. But separately they're my two favorite flavors.
0: (laughs) One could be a morning one and one could be an evening one. Just not at the same time.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, that's totally fair. Like I could totally get away with a peachy Paterno smoothie or something for breakfast. And you know, peach, it's healthy. It's got some fruit in it. (laughs) It feels a little breakfasty, right? (laughs) Yeah. What about you? What are your favorite flavors or favorite flavor that you had to eat forever?
0: So I love milkshakes because I think it's because I like my ice cream melted. Mm -hmm. And so, even if it's not in a cup, in my bowl, I like it to be melted. So um, I'm usually a coffee break person. Mm. Um, Coffee break's also good if you put it in a blender, you know, Mm. and you can add some mix-ins as well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, I don't know, I think maybe um, anything that has like chunks in it, so a Mm -hmm. cookie dough, or, um, you know, our cookies and cream or the death by mm-hmm. chocolate. I think you're right, though. Right? It really depends on what emotion we're feeling. the <laughs> <It design>.
1: time <does. laughs> Like, where am I on the, the ice cream spectrum? <laughs> Maybe it's the better question. It does. And I will say, like, for for some of our, our grads who choose to come back to campus, we do the World Campus Graduation Celebration. And we always have, like, a couple of creamery flavors there, and that's my opportunity to kind of, like, jazz it up, like you said, with mix-ins. like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't typically care to mix in stuff, but I'll try like just a plain vanilla and put some chocolate syrup and some cookie Mm -hmm. crumbles in it. and That's good too. But I'm like you, it has to have something in it for me to like be into it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'm not such a fan. So,
0: yep. And I will say coffee break, even though with the chunks of chocolate in it going in the blender, it still works with a straw. So if anybody Mm -hmm. thinks that it might clog, no, it... It works pretty good, so um, delicious. I, I do I do recommend the, the milkshake method for a coffee
1: break. I'm a sucker for a good malt shake, and coffee break would probably be really good with malt powder added to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: And now, now I feel like like this evening we're gonna be like, go with creamery. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm craving some ice cream.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so, Amber, well, thank you for taking me down um, ice cream lane um, <laughs> as I think I want to call it for that spectrum of emotion. Um, our next segment is our student affairs um, snapshots. And so in our introduction, I, I mentioned that Amber and I would discuss connections and affinity we have for Penn State. And when I reached out to ask Amber, um, if she would be a guest, we were like nonstop sharing stories about our t- times connecting with other Penn Staters. And, so for this uh, Student Affairs Snapchat, it would be fun to share how we've seen Penn State show up in our travels or in our communities. Um, and I really thought like, let's talk about travel as a, as a starting point. Um, you know, it depends on how introverted, or maybe I should say, depending on however many people I'm traveling with, depends on how introverted I am. <laughs> you know, like- am <laughs> And I, again, the like, mood. <laughs> Yes, yes. If I'm by myself, I usually like feel like, okay, I'm pretty closed off. I just want to like be listening to something or reading something. But I also realize that when I'm in a group, I'm all about like, yes, let's get excited. Let's like talk to everybody in the airport and make new friends. Um, And so, you know, when I think about airport travel, when I first started working for Penn State in 2013, I'd be I'd be wearing my Penn State flip flops my shorts or my sweatpants, you know, comfy clothes, my hoodie or my t-shirt decked out head to toe in Penn State. And I feel like my airport interactions of like somebody coming up to me and being like, we are, you know, we're just (laughs) nonstop. And so as our listeners are hearing us talk about our stories, I think it's also a great opportunity to tell our listeners like, hey, we want to hear your stories too because we wanna continue these into future podcast episodes or ways to keep our alums connected or how are you seeing Penn State show up? Um, So feel free if anybody feels prompted to uh, contact us and also share their story. But Amber, where have you seen Penn State show
1: up in your travels? So the one that comes to mind for me is, um, and I think I shared this in our intro meeting, but. Uh, My husband and I have been on three cruises and I can't remember the exact game that was happening. It was a football game that was happening while we were on one of our cruises. It had to be like a big 10 championship game or like a big game. And when you're on a cruise ship, you don't have access to very reliable internet typically Mm -hmm. and you're at the mercy of whatever sporting events they choose to stream. So you don't get to pick. Um, And unfortunately, Penn State was not being streamed on the ship, but we were (laughs) porting that day. And I think we were porting, I wanna say it was either Mexico or the Bahamas. And so my husband and I got off the ship and we just happened to be kind of walking around, just checking out the sites. And we ran into another couple who had their phone up and they were watching the game and checking in the score. And so we actually found out like Penn State won and we were all pumped up. So we like were able to enjoy our time at the port and it was pretty cool, it was a pretty cool connection because then, I mean, I don't know for anyone who's been on a cruise, it's like thousands of people, but like mm-hmm. you end up seeing the same people over again. So every time we would see this couple, we would be like, we are like, you know, say something Penn Stadium. So like, it was a fun little connection we found on mm-hmm. the ship, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I So we have a large um, rural campus population in Southern California. Um, as well as just a large um, Penn State alum population. And in 2019, and in this past 2021, I went out to visit family. And back in 2019, uh, on the Ocean Beach Pier, there was an artist drawing who started telling me that he was a Penn State alum from the 1970s. And we're just chatting out on the Ocean Beach Pier. And then that was also my first interaction where um, my cousin told me, he goes, oh, we gotta go see the train that says uh, Penn State World Campus out there. And I'd never been so excited to go see our World Campus connection out in the community (laughs) out there. Um, So, you know, that was definitely um, a a trip that was very memorable. Um, And then in 2021, I was out in La Jolla just taking sunset pictures. um at at the uh cove and you know there was some people who were walking seeing me see pictures and said that they were alum and asked if I could take a picture of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just love the little connections. Um that's so cool. Yeah, that we see in our community. And so, you know, I definitely went and emailed um um Pedro and oh, I can't he remembers girlfriends the uh, Sam and and sent
1: them the pictures and stuff. But yeah, I was like Oh, I love it when Penn State just shows up. I do too. And I like, it's just like you have an instant friendly face whenever someone, even if they're not an alum, like they have a granddaughter or a neighbor, like somebody has a Penn State connection and they're talking, talking to you about that. I feel like it's like an instant friendship that you build just because of the Penn State connection, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. So I hope people will submit stories to us because that's like my favorite thing is just hearing about. Penn State in the wild. (laughs) Yes. And
0: you also know that we have World Campus staff that are located in Southern California. I got to meet up with some of our San Diego advising team when I was out there. So, you know, just as much as we're sharing stories here, our advising team and other um, staff members and alum and instructors have the same story. So we want to hear from everybody and we want to be able to share that we are spirit. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. So, Amber, um, as I mentioned, you know, we have our different segments and we have our get to know you's. So our next segment's called our On the Corner, where we discuss intersecting topics. So these next two segments are more specific about, you know, how do we hope our listeners can connect to our topic for the episode or connect to a program that we have going on? And so, I thought what better topic than being an alum of Penn State and staying engaged post-graduation would be a great intersecting topic um, for yeah. our episode. And so, Amber, graduation is held each semester. Uh, what types of communications should students look for? And when should they get connected to alumni?
1: That's a good question. So. I would encourage students to get connected with alumni really at any point. So if you're early on in your, in your career as a student and you have questions about what you might be able to do with your degree, that could be something you run by an alum. Um, at any point, I think they're more than willing to talk with you. And we have such a large alumni network, and they're just kind of eager and waiting. And talking to students is typically one of their favorite things to do. So I'd say at any point, feel free to reach out to an alum Um, and I would say as far as when you should expect communications, um, as you're making that transition from student to alum, what will happen is, uh, within about a month and a half, I would say two months at the most, um, after you graduate, new alums, new world campus alums will receive a congratulation message that's, um, from our, uh, president of our world campus alumni society board. And that message um, kind of begins your your communications as an alum and it has a ton of opportunities that are available to you as a new alum to kind of get involved, um, where to go to find things, and you know, a lot of good resources in that email. Um, But really that's kind of the starting point in getting you uh, some alumni related communications. So you'll start getting regular ones after that, which include, uh, we have a monthly alumni newsletter that goes out, so you'll start getting that each month. Um, and other communications too. So one thing I did want to emphasize is just to make sure that you're getting those communications, it's important to keep your email up to date. So um, if you you know your Penn State email will expire, so just make sure you're keeping your email address on file up to date so that we can continue to send those messages to the correct address. Um, and then I did want to add too, so in addition, those. World Campus centric communications, you'll probably also be hearing from your academic program as well. So um, you might hear from them about specific events that they're planning or initiatives that they may need help with. So you're not just gonna hear from World Campus, you may hear from a couple different areas at the university, but you'll definitely have many opportunities to kind of stay connected to Penn State. So don't feel like when you graduate, it's all said and done. We definitely still wanna hear from you. And- hope to have you at events and, and connecting with us. So, um, yeah, I did want to mention that. And um, one other point that I feel like is really important to make is that as a graduation gift to you when you graduate, you do get your first year of membership in the Alumni Association. Um, it's a complimentary gift. So I would definitely take advantage of the benefits that you get as an alum in that first year to try it out and see what's available to you. and test some things and um, take advantage of the discounts, the savings, uh, the publications that you'll get. Amber, is there a a specific part of the World Campus
0: website or the alumni website that talks about those benefits of that first year?
1: Yeah, I can definitely get that link to you, so you can put it in the notes. But there is um a t- there's a link that is through the Penn State Alumni Association that lists all the benefits that you have as a member of the alumni association. So obviously after your first complimentary year, we hope that you'll renew and continue those benefits. Um, you have the option to do that, I believe, on an annual basis and on as a lifetime member. And there are sales and stuff that are run throughout the year, especially around Black Friday. So um if you know cost isn't is something you're you know cognizant of feel free to keep an eye out for some of those sales um but yeah there are a ton of benefits that are available one that people are really the people tend to really like is the Penn Stater magazine that comes I think it's every two months yep. um so you would get that every two months and there's a ton of information in that magazine about what the Alumni Association and what's going on across Penn State as a whole has going on um and then um, if you, it's a little easier too. like if you're on the world campus site, there's an alumni website specific to world campus alums. And we link to the Penn state alumni association too. So I can make sure we have that in the show notes as well. Great.
0: Thank you, Amber. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about those communications. Um, what does connection and, and engagement look like? So, um, I've, you know, I don't know that these specifics, but I know like there's societies, chapters or. Special interest groups. Could you tell us what that looks like for you know, somebody once they're there and they want to uh, physically engage or virtually engage in events?
1: Yeah, so there are over 300 different types of groups that alums can join. And these are not just specific to World Campus, they're just kind of alumni centric groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is an alumni society And those are ways that you can connect with academic units. So there is a World Campus Alumni Society. Um, There's one for each academic unit. And then each society has an Alumni Society board. And that's kind of a leadership component. So if you are interested in kind of getting some more volunteer leadership experience, running for a board is always an option that you could look into. Um, It's a great opportunity to kind of provide feedback at that higher level to the academic unit that you um, that you kind of are affiliated with. So, World Campus has an alumni society, and we have an alumni society board. Um, I would say if you're looking for more of like an in-person connection, that's going to be your chapter. So, that's based on where you're li- where you live. There's likely a Penn State alumni chapter near you. Um, they're all over the world, and if they're not, if there's not one that's near you. Um, I would encourage you to maybe reach out, you could reach out to me and we could talk about like what it would take to set one up near you to see if there's enough alumni population near where you're at about um, to see if you could, if there's enough interest that you could garner setting up a chapter near you if there's not one that's close enough for you to get to. And then we also have alumni interest, interest groups which give um, alums a way to kind of stay connected with people that you knew during your time at Penn State. So it's based around an interest that you might've had with other classmates. There are program groups, which are more around um, a particular academic or professional program that you might've been involved with during your time as a student that you wanna kind of remain engaged with as an alum. Um, And all of these opportunities are kind of ways for you to connect with other Penn Staters who have kind of a similar interest, whether that be academic unit, um, location, program, whatnot. So if you're having trouble kind of figuring out what might be a good fit, or if you just want to know if there's something that is available based on an interest or a program that you have an affiliation with, feel free to reach out to me and I can help you kind of navigate where to find that information on the website. Um, But there are tons of opportunities to kind of connect with other Penn Staters network and build that sense of community. And you know they're always you know, willing to work with and want to include World Campus alums in those groups too. And I would say as students too, if you're looking to kind of build that alumni connection, as a student, you could definitely participate or at least start getting involved with some of these groups too, just so you're aware of what's out there and um, can build that network while you're a student too.
0: Awesome. Um, Amber, I know that this wasn't um, anything that we talked about before, um, but if we have alums that are uh, listening as well, how could they get connected? Do we still have ambassador programs or connecting alums with career
1: services at World Campus? Yeah, so we have the alumni ambassador program that we have through World Campus is more for alums to talk with prospective world campus students or students who might be thinking about switching a major. So um, that's more what our alumni ambassador program does, but there is an alumni career services um, team that works with alums. So if you are looking to maybe make a job transition and you have some questions and wanna talk to a staff member about, we have have staff that are open for that. We also have a platform called LionLink, which is Really, it's it's somewhat similar to LinkedIn, but it's only Penn Staters in there, and it's Penn Staters from World Campus and all of the units. So, if you are an alum or a student looking to kind of learn more about a particular area of interest or maybe making a career shift, LionLink Link would be a really awesome platform to just pop in there and post a discussion question about, or do a search of alums that are using it and just reach out. You can message alums in there, um, and I've. I personally, I'm in there as an alum and I get messages pretty frequently from students who are just asking if they can, you know, pick my brain about some questions that they're having or they may wanna meet and just go over some questions that they have for like a class assignment or something. So that's a tool that's available and um, pretty robust and has a lot of options in there for you to connect to. Great, that sounds awesome,
0: Amber. for our listeners, um, we'll put links and stuff in our description so that everybody can go on, find that information, have your contact information as well as my contact information. We never want to feel um, we never want our listeners to feel as though they've heard some great information and don't know where to go to next. And we want to provide those next steps for everybody. Um, and I know that this isn't in our next segment, but I want to um, use this next question as a bridge going in in between the segment and the next one. Um, I know Blue and White Weekend and Homecoming are really great opportunities for students who might be looking for an in-person experience. Uh, maybe they want to come to University Park, their World Campus. Um, Can you share with our listeners what that
1: environment or what those weekends look like? Yeah, so Blue and White Weekend is typically centered around a football game on Saturday, but it is a free football game for people to attend. I think parking is one of the things that you would have to pay for, but if you're looking to kind of get a taste of what football season might look like here in Happy Valley, Blue and White Weekend would be a really great option for that. A lot of Penn Staters come back to campus for that. So it's a busy weekend on campus, for sure. It's a not really as gr-
0: chaotic
1: as the fall football season. <laughs> no, it's not as chaotic, but it's definitely it's definitely busy. So if you are heading to the creamery, you will be waiting in a line likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Blue White's a lot of fun. And uh, I they kind of change it up each year, but they typically kind of do some other events around Blue White Weekend too, to kind of make it a whole weekend event, make make your time coming back to campus worthwhile for sure. Same with homecoming. Um, homecoming, they'll do typically like a few events throughout the week leading up, but then um, it's around a football game. So there's usually a game Saturday that's dubbed the homecoming game. Um, and there's homecoming court on that, that kind of gets announced at halftime but there's also a parade during homecoming weekend which is the Friday before that game and so a lot of Penn Staters will travel back to campus and be here on campus for the parade. Um It's a long parade from what I've heard if you can <laughs> believe it I'm actually I'm local to State College I grew up here I've never gone to the homecoming parade. I have life. never been either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just know the
1: next one like be like uh Amber, you and your family wanna go? Cause let's go together. (laughs) I feel like I have to, I don't know how I've made it this long in my life having never gone. I've participated like with the um, World Campus uh, Homecoming Org last year, I helped them kind of prepare some of their events but like that was when I realized I've never been to the actual parade, which is just Mm -hmm. crazy. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun parade for sure but I've heard it's very long. So definitely another option makes it kind of worthwhile for coming back. I will say, too, the Alumni Association holds an event in June and it's called We Are Week um, or We Are Weekend. We've kind of transitioned it a bit based around COVID, but um, that event is happening um, in June this year. So that's another opportunity for Penn Staters to come back to campus. And There's a ton of really cool events that the Alumni Association hosts around We Are Weekend. It looks like it is this year, June 17th and 18th. So it's We Are weekend this year. Um, registration's open for that. You can find information about it on the Penn State Alumni Association's website. So, um, but yeah, that's an annual event. So each year you can kind of keep an eye out for that announcement. Um, and and that's another opportunity to come back to campus too. And I would say also like there's merit and value in like even just coming back to campus on a random weekend too. Mm-hmm. like with nothing going on because then you can really kind of walk around and visit some of like, you know, the Lion Shrine and the We Are statue. And, you know, you can kind of take your time and have a little bit less crowded time at some of these op- these like sites. So I would say if like, if you ever are traveling and you can swing in through Happy Valley, like there's, me- there's merit and there's something worth coming on a non-crazy weekend too and i would say it's probably what like about 20 mi-
0: or 20 minutes off from 80 so if anybody's ever traveling across the state on 80 it's only about a 20 minute dip down to get into um into state college and it's pretty easy travel yeah um, so yeah anybody kind of passing through you know taking an hour or two for a lunch break uh, in happy valley can be very well worth it
1: Absolutely. And if you are planning to come in and you want, you know, recommendations on what you should see or do while you're here, feel free to reach out to us and we can kind of, as locals, maybe guide you towards some of the stuff that would be worth kind of checking out while you swing in. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Great. Uh, Amber, up next is our toolbox for success. And um, my question is going to be more about your perspective on this, but How important is networking for opening doors for opportunity?
1: I think that networking is extremely important and I'm, I'm a huge advocate of just networking in any interaction that you might have the opportunity to do so. So I always kind of look at it, like you never really know who might be a person you want in your network. So you could be sitting like at the dentist's office, for instance, next Mm -hmm. to somebody and that person, you know, if you could strike up a conversation, you never know where that conversation is going to take you or like what they might be able to help you with or what you could help them with. Because you have to look at it from both sides too. Like I always say, don't look at networking, like what can you get out of that relationship? You want to be able to give back to it too. But I I encourage networking in any and all instances as possible. So I kind of go into like if someone wants to talk to me i'm open to it because i you never know what you're gonna what you're out of it with um wearing that t-shirt on a cruise and <laughs> that airport becomes another
0: networking opportunity it
1: does it does and like you said as locals our wardrobe is probably like over 50 percent penn state stuff so i don't even think about it when i wear it out and about anymore mm-hmm. but like the amount of people that strike up conversations with me about it and then i kind of you, know, you get into, oh yeah, my degree is from Penn State or I work here in this area, then it stems into like, oh, well, what's World Campus? Or, oh, well, what, what's open for alumni? And like the doors to conversation about what we do is just endless. So take advantage of that too. Or if you see somebody out wearing something Penn State, like that's your opportunity to open that conversation up and start talking to them because, you know, maybe they know of something that's happening around your area that you don't know about and you want to get involved with so Mm -hmm. i think it's extremely important and i really encourage kind of practicing that skill and getting comfortable with it and taking advantage of it and not just looking at it like oh networking is something that i need to do at a conference or at a you know a school event or a work event like it literally could just be you're out at an appointment and you're talking to somebody and that could be a networking opportunity
0: some of the most random things that happen in my day on my out and about end up being some of the greatest opportunity. And, um, you know, I'm also um, a photographer, I'd call it a passionate hobby. And so, you know, I always strike up conversations when when I have a camera or I see others with a camera. So it's just the same way with connecting when you've got your Penn State on or You know just those conversations i mean one time i got into a concert to photograph a concert before just because of talking to somebody so <laughs> you never know who you're talking to and how much they appreciate skills that we also take for granted in ourselves as well
1: yeah and i would say networking too like i i think a lot of what we were talking about is like more you see somebody out and about in person but you can network virtually too so <laughs> on social media platforms, if you're in, you know, Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, or even just on like Instagram, looking at pictures and you comment, like start a conversation with somebody and you can network virtually, like just based on mm-hmm. common interests that you see posted on social media. That's happened to me too. Yep. Um, I'll help people reach out randomly on LinkedIn. And I always appreciate like a nice message when they send a connection request, like, Hey, I came across your profile from this and I see that you do this. And like, Nine times out of 10, if you have taken the time to kind of like explain what you're reaching out for, or you've taken the time to message me like we start a conversation and that could be a network opportunity there, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, So in our last segment, we were talking about societies, chapters, boards, the interest groups. Um, So we talked about connecting with them so once somebody gets connected um how could these also help increase skills for somebody that could be related to communication uh public speaking team building what opportunity is there
1: yeah i mean i would say all of the groups that i mentioned previously so like a local chapter or your alumni society getting on the board with an alumni society or a program or interest group All of those groups by just being engaged and involved with them are going to help you kind of enhance your communication skills, your public speaking skills, your team building skills just from navigating that culture of working with other people. But it's ultimately up to you and kind of like how much effort you want to put into that. So sure, I mean, it's it's intimidating to join a new group and to like get to know new people for sure. So if you want to attend some meetings or some events and just kind of see what what it's like first, go for it. But ultimately you're gonna get the most out of it if you kind of step up and maybe help them plan an event or help them um, do like a fundraising activity or, you know, you kind of step up into that more of like leadership um, volunteer type role. That's where you're really gonna be able to hone in on some of those skills. And as students or as an alum, you could use that experience as like a talking point in an interview or experience in like an extracurricular on your resume, like talking about what you've done to help contribute to an organization. So I think that just kind of being and being actively involved in those groups and kind of helping in any way that you feel comfortable and confident is really going to help you expand on whatever skills you want. So if it's public speaking, maybe you kind of if they have a speaker coming in for an event, you offer to be the introduction, you offer to do the introduction of that speaker. So you stand up and kind of say like so-and-so and give them their intro. And that gives you kind of that public speaking exposure. Or if you're looking to kind of enhance some of your writing skills, maybe ask if they need help getting a newsletter together or regular communication, see if you can help with that piece. So there's tons of opportunity and it's just really about asking and, um speaking up and just kind of stepping up Mm
0: -hmm. i i know one of um from speaking with matt and lynn in our career services we've talked a little bit about gaps in a resume and how might somebody um, take an opportunity to be involved or to share what they were involved in and so somebody who might have a gap in employment or a gap in their resume and they're not so sure what to what to do with that time or how to work on additional skills getting involved even in one of our societies or our chapters or our interest group also allows a person an opportunity to continue growing and to be able to use that as one of those opportunities on their resume. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if there's anybody listening today and you're kind of in that boat of transition or you're not sure what the next step is or you're working towards the next step, Definitely think about the the smaller opportunities that can continue your growth and progress in a way that's meaningful um, to you because I always think all Penn State connections ends up being meaningful because there's that emotional connection that we carry with being connected to Penn State.
1: Yeah. I would say too, like even if you feel like you're kind of like, I don't know if I have any skills that I need to enhance or I'm not looking to enhance anything specific. You could still be involved in some of these groups and talk about that in a way that you're balancing your time in that you're adding in this additional responsibility of like taking on a commitment to be involved in a chapter or a group and you're adding that into your schedule and you're still finding the time to attend the meetings and attend the events and stuff. And that's a skill that you're adding into your kind of repertoire as well. Yeah. So I mean, that's definitely not to be overlooked too, but Wow, Amber, um, I'm so appreciative
0: of all the great information that you have shared in each of our episodes. I do love to leave our final word or our final thought to our guests. And what would you like to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, man, no pressure, right? No. <laughs> you can't name every ice cream flavor as the thought. Oh, gosh. Thought. Um no, I mean I guess what I would just say is that I know, you know, the Penn State community can seem large and so it can be kind of daunting feeling like you you're not sure who to contact or you don't have a point of contact. So I just want everyone to know like I'm available and here as a resource if you need kind of a starting point when you're looking for who do I connect with at Penn State or Penn State World Campus about this. Feel free to reach out to me because I'm I'm here for that. Um I'm also really open to hearing if you have ideas about something that you feel alums particularly could benefit from. So we know, you know, a lot of students at World Campus and alums at World Campus transferred from other institutions or may have gotten their undergrad degree at another institution and their grad degree here at World Campus. So if you hear about something really cool at another institution or at your workplace and you think, wow, Penn State World Campus should be doing that for world campus students or world campus alums and you think that there's an opportunity there I would love to hear it and encourage you to reach out and and share that. Um, It it can be really hard to feel like you have that like personal connection when you're you're doing online learning and then when you leave the institution you don't have campus anymore to connect easily with your classmates. So I love when alums or students reach out to me individually and want to have a conversation like that so. I guess if i could leave listeners with anything it would just be don't be afraid to reach out and i'm here if you have thoughts or questions or you want to see something that we're not doing and we want to hear their stories yes so so share your
0: story if you if you need a conversation starter for reaching out to amber start with a story um let's get connected let's talk about all this love of penn state that we have and our connections and our stories and how can we just continue bettering the experience for our students and for our alums? Yes,
1: absolutely. I love hearing Penn State stories. So I'm even if that's all you want to connect with me about, <laughs> feel free because I love hearing those stories.
0: <laughs> we're we're going to uh, hopefully maybe Amber will start with like you get one are story a week and then maybe we can work up to maybe you'll get one sent a daily. So. <laughs> listeners I want you if you can send your we are story to Amber
1: yes please I would love it
0: <laughs> all right well thank you so much Amber and thank you listeners
1: yeah thank you for having me this was a lot of fun We'll we'll be sure to have you back oh please I would love it